0: Hallelujah. Praise Yah. So today our scriptures. Pray, praise Praise Yah for you all joining us today uh, from Facebook, Podbean, Bean, from YouTube. Uh, praise the Most High. Today, today we're going to be dealing with uh, what is your desire. What is your desire? And our scriptures we're going to be using is 1 John 2 and also 2 Corinthians 5. Um, our desires have to line up with Yah's desires. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna also see because when we start when we start listening to the adversary, when the adversary appears to our evil inclination, he can give us bad desires, and he can cause our desires to be contrary to the word of Yah. And so we'll be, we'll we'll begin to um, sin. You know, sin will hurt us. Yeah. We have to have an understanding of who, who Yahshua is. Um, Yeshua is the Messiah um, that has given his life on the behalf of not just Israel but the entire world. Anybody who receives him, anybody who comes to him. <clears throat> so we're gonna we're gonna read. We're gonna start with First John today, and uh, chapter number two. And we're gonna begin with verse fifteen. So we're gonna be at First John chapter number two, Begin at verse fifteen. We're gonna be dealing with the desires because everybody wanna have their heart's desires. That's a new thing. Even when you be in congregations, whatever your heart desire. Listen, the Most High is not it's not going to give you everything that your heart desires. If your heart desires it does not line up with His will, Amen. You can desire some bad things. Did you know that David desired to have Bathsheba? Did y'all know that David desired to have Bathsheba, even though she was Uriah's wife? And it caused trouble in his house. It caused the baby that was from that union of adultery that he committed and murder. It caused their first child to die. So think about that. Think about what the sword that never left his house. What Absalom did. And one son raped another son. Think about about all of the things that happened to David's family because of a desire that he had. Mm -hmm. Amen before we go to first John 2 let me show you something let's go to Genesis 3 we're going to do we're doing a, a detour we're going to go back to first John two but we, let, let, let's go to Genesis 3 let's, let's go to the Torah first and so we go to Genesis 3 and um, we see that in, in, in the beginning of chapter number two it says they were both naked the man and his wife and they were not ashamed now these are people who were naked they, they, they were innocent people that was in the plan of Yah, that was in the will of Yah, that was in the garden, and they had not seen. Now, Al, now, now, Yah had already given Adam a command, don't eat from this tree right here in the middle of the garden. You may freely eat from every tree in the garden, except for this tree right here, right? Amen. And if they eat from this tree, it'll become certain that you'll surely die. It'll become certain that you'll die, right? So now, when you go to Genesis 3, it says the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that Yah Elohim had ever created, right? And he comes to Eve, he didn't speak to the man. He did not speak to Adam. He spoke to Eve. He said to the woman, did God really say? you Yah really say you are, you are not to eat from any fruit or any tree uh, in the garden? And the woman answered this. We may eat from the fruit of the trees in the garden, but, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, Yah said you will neither to eat from it nor touch it or you will die. So then, the serpent begins. The serpent begins to deal with her, right? He begins to deal with her. He lies on the Most High. He tells. He, he tells the woman, "It's not true that you are sure to die. That's not truly true." Said, "Um, that God don't want you to be like him." <laughs> then he said, "God knows that that you, even when your eyes will be open, and you will be like him, knowing good and evil." Now he played her. Listen to this. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it had a pleasing appearance, and that the tree was desirable for making one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. And she also gave to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together, To make themselves loincloths Now the tree was desirable for making one wise What was her desire? She wanted to be wise But what did the Most High say? The Most High gave the command to Adam And says listen you You can eat from any tree In this garden Now Adam had plenty of food Every tree in the garden he could eat from Except for One tree one tree. But because the adversary came and appealed to Eve's evil inclination, and she chose and, 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 and her and Adam chose to disobey God. She disobeyed the word that her husband told her that God said because God, God told Adam, Adam told Eve. Right. She disregarded the word and so did Adam, and the moment Adam ate, the moment they ate after Adam ate, both of their eyes were open, and they saw they were naked. And they hid themselves. When they ate and dis- disobeyed, when, when, when she gave in to her harsh desire, instead of taking heed to the Spirit of the Most High, she was no longer innocent. All the innocents left her. All the innocents left him, and they hid themselves from the presence of Yah. I heard your voice in the garden. I saw that I was naked, so I hid myself. Right? Who told you it was naked? And the, th- and the sad thing about it is they sow fig leaves together. And we have to get a clear understanding that man cannot provide his own covering for sin. Yeah. Fig leaves, after a leaf gets old, it gets crunchy, right? It even turns to dirt. So your own provision, your own cover for your own self is obsolete. <laughs> it doesn't last. So now let's go to First John 2. 1 John 2.15 Hallelujah Because we we, we we cannot live this life Giving into what we want How we think How we feel We need to live our lives According to the, by the spirit of Yah What he wants what his, what his desire is Not what we desire Amen yeah. This is part one of this message So 1 um, John 2.15 says this Do not love the world Or the things of the world. If someone loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him, because all things of the because all the things of the world are 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 the desires of the old nature. Let's push pause. The things of the world are the desires of your old nature. So, what's your old nature? According to Romans, your old nature is hostile toward Yah. And your old nature cannot please y'all. And it tells you, do not walk according to your old nature, but walk after the spirit. Right? So the word says, do not love the world. Now the world means, not saying don't love people, not saying don't love your fellow brother, but love sinful things, love things that are contrary to y'all. Don't be caught up on things that's not of y'all. Because the love of y'all is not in the world. and And... and, and I don't know if we understand this or not, but mankind don't love God. Mankind don't love God because the, word, the Most High said, if you love me, you will keep my command. And surely we can't say the government loves the Most High. I mean, They can, they can say it on TV, we love God. But when you give legal rights to, for a person to have an abortion, to, to, to rid yourself of a baby, from a standpoint of you foreign and can commit adultery or you just don't want to have it, that's not loving the Most High, right? Or when you can't love a person because of their financial status or for, because of their skin tone. That's not love. That, 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 that's not the love from, from your perspective. And he says, do not love the world or the things of the world. And if someone loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Not saying you can't have fun in your life. But I am saying that if that fun consists of sin, don't get involved in it. Because if you if, if you like to have a sinful life, if you like to do things contrary to the word of Yah, then you shouldn't be involved in that. Because the love of father cannot be in you. See, so because all things, all the things of the world, the desires of the old nature, the desires of the eyes, and the pretensions of life, are not from the father, but from the world, and the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does Yah's will remains forever. So all in the world is the desires of the old nature or the lust of the flesh. or And the desires of the eyes or the lust of the eyes. Or the, or the pretentious of life or the pride of life. What you see, what you feel, what you want. You know what you want can cause you to break down and lose your mind, lose relationship. It, it not only affects your life, but it affects your family member's life. It affects if you are a parent. Let us let, say this: you have a young man, you have a woman, and and, and, and both of them are wild. They are not married. They they're wild. They're out there in the streets or in the world or whatever the new terminology is today. That we won't to say where they are. they live living in sin. Let's say that, and let's say that they choose to be one another and they engage in sexual activities, and the female gets pregnant. And the young man decides all of a sudden he's not willing or ready to have a child. So what he does is he leaves the female. He's gone. He, he he's out like a dead be dad. He he no longer he's no longer in existence He's out of here. And then you have the female who um, has his baby, and as soon as she has his child, she decides to leave this child. Well, they just brought hurt and pain. To an innocent being because of their own sinful desires. Mm-hmm. So now you put a an innocent person in harm's way. Mm-hmm. Because when a child is born and the and, and the mother leaves it and the father leaves the child is abandoned. So now the child is forced to go into the system probably, foster care, or even with the grandparents. So now you have someone else that has to raise a, 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 another. Person's child, and even though that child is getting love from this grandparent, or even if they're getting love from foster care, they they still feel incomplete. They still have a void because, as the parent, you left them. That's a desire of the flesh. That's a desire of the old nature, and your own desire does not just affect you. I don't. I I don't know if Adam and Eve understood that they was gonna have children at that point. I know that Yah told told them, you know, after they sinned, that, you know, you, you, you're going to bear children, you know, in pain, chapters in pain. But I don't know if they, if they really took into consideration that, hey, he, the command he has already given us, before he told us we we're going to have pain because of the sin, the command that he's already given us was to be fruitful and multiply. So I don't know if they thought that, hey, this decision that we do, if we sin against Yah, is going to affect our children. Because maybe if Adam and Eve wouldn't have sinned, maybe if she wouldn't have given to the desire to, of being wise, her son Cain would have never killed Abel and they would have never experienced a loss of a loved one. They would have never been able to see or, or experience that murder that Cain had done and how he had to leave. And, and now Abel is dead all because of Eve's and Adam's decision. So you gotta understand, your desires don't disaffect you. What you see, what you desire, what you want, your pride, it does not disaffect you. Whether you like it or not, how you live your life, you are not the only one tied into your life. Because you are somebody's child. You are somebody's uh, son or daughter. You are somebody, some people out here are somebody's father. One thing about it, everybody, everybody may not have children. Excuse me. Everybody may not have Brothers and sisters. But if you are on this planet. You are somebody's child. Everybody everybody that's alive. On this planet. Has a mother and a father. So when you get to thinking to yourself. That your life only affects you. You are dead wrong. Even if you don't have children. Even if you don't have siblings. Even if you don't have a spouse. You still have a parent. And that parent may be in your life. And chances are. If you have a parent, you may have an uncle, you may have an auntie, you may have a grandparent. So your decisions you make in your life does not just affect you. So now you got to begin to ask yourself, what I do in my life, what is going to be the outcome for other people? Now, if you don't care about that, then you're selfish. And then that's another thing that we got to deal with. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Hallelujah. What is your desire? What do you desire? Do you desire to live right? Or do you desire to live wrong? Do you desire to please Yah? Or do you desire to love the world? Mm-hmm. Are, are, are you really, really, really desiring to deny yourself? Because Yeshua says, if any man want to follow me, the first thing he got to do is say no to himself. Mm-hmm. And say no to yourself means that you got to deny your own self-interest and say no to your desires if they are contrary to the will of Yah. That's heavy, huh? The young man come to Yeshua and says this. He said, Yeshua, he said, Rabbi, he says, Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That word eternal life means to know Yah. <laughs> That's deep, ain't it? Eternal life, according to John 17, 3 says, eternal life is to know you. So the man comes to Yeshua and says, what must I do to know Yah and the one whom he sent? Because that's eternal life according to Yeshua. And so Yeshua said, well, you must keep Torah, the commands. And he says, well, you know, I've been doing that from my birth, from the womb. And so then Yeshua says, yeah, you have. That's true. He said, but there's one thing that you lack. Young man said, what's that? He said, go sell everything that you have and come follow me. So the young man walked away grieved. So Yeshua said, "It is easier for a rich man to enter into the eye of a needle, or camel to enter into the eye of a needle, than for a rich man to enter in heaven." Now he wasn't talking about the sewing needle that you sew with, and not that, but it was a gate. That the camel, in order to get through it, had to get down low on his knees and crawl through. And and, and, and in order to do that, he has to let his load off. Everything on his back, in order to get get through. And so the disciples was like, that's rough. But Yeshua said, with well, man is impossible. But with the most high, all things are possible. Right. He has stagnated the time of Dean when, when, when they were talking about uh, giving up all to follow him. He said, no man has given up land, houses, mother, father, wife to follow me. If I have not returned that to them a hundredfold in eternal life, we persecutions. See, your desire to follow Yeshua takes the sacrifice. Your desire to follow Yeshua takes you getting past you. Your desire to follow Yeshua takes you not being like even Adam, but it takes you being like Yeshua. It takes you saying no to you. It takes you being able to take the persecution, being able to take the the rejection, being able to take being ridiculed. You know, you know, you know what happened. You, you know what's great is this: that when Yeshua got ready to raise his daughter, that he was laughed at first. He was laughed at first. When, when Yeshua and Mark 9 got ready to raise up Jairus' daughter, and he spoke to the people, and he said, you know what? She's not dead. She's only asleep. He was laughed at first. He was laughed at. But him being laughed at, him being jeered, did not detour him from doing the will of Yah. Sometimes when an adversary tries to pick with us, he trying to deal with our pride trying to deal with the prior life, trying to make us feel bad about it or, or, or make us feel incompetent or make us feel as if we can't do it. So he laughed through the people at Yeshua. You know what Yeshua did? Put everybody out except for the child's mother and father. Then he goes to her and says, little girl, little damsel, get up, arise. And she got up. So in your life, when you have a desire to follow Yah, when you have a desire for Him to move on your behalf, when you have a desire for Him to help you in your life, you have to get past the ridicule, the jeering, folks laughing at you, calling you crazy, calling you foolish, calling you stupid. Now, I, I, I heard this talk before one time in my life. It said people can call me crazy, they can call me stupid, they can call me foolish, but one day they'll call me gone. Because I'm going to be cut up out of here and be with the Messiah in the air one day. So you can come what you want to call me. But as as long as I'm walking in obedience and seeking the kingdom of y'all first and crying out to him, then I'm going to be with him one day while you're calling me crazy. Y'all ever heard that song? People call me crazy. That's a 1980 song. They call me a freak. That's an old song. But anyway, it don't matter what you call me. As long as I'm following Hamashiach, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Second 5, beginning at verse 1. We know that when the tent which, ha- which houses us here on earth is torn down, we have a permanent building from Yah, a building not made by human hands, to house us in heaven. For in this tent, our earthly body, we groan with the desire to have around us the, uh, the home from heaven, that will be ours. With this around us, we will not be found naked. Yes, while we are in this body, we groan with the with the sense of being oppressed. It is not so much that we want to be t- it is not so much that we want to take something off, but rather to put something on over it, so that so that what must die may be swallowed up by life. Moreover, it is God who has prepared us this very, for this very thing. And as a pledge, he has given us his spirit. So now we desire to do what? We desire to have around us a home from heaven that will be ours. Adam and Eve in the garden, when they sinned, they lost the covering. They lost the protection. They lost that one thing that kept them close to the most high. We asked a question this morning in our Torah class. says before, before Adam and Eve sinned, did they see God? Because they were in a perfect state. They were innocent. They had not sinned. The Garden of Eden was a replica of heaven. Listen, what have we heard about happening in heaven? How the adversary came and persuaded a third of the angels to sin against the most high. And they fell because of sinning against Yah, and the Most High is a God of patterns. Right. So in the Garden of Eden, the adversary tried to persuade Adam and Eve to sin against Yah to make them fall, mm-hmm. and he did. He succeeded, and and in that they lost their covering. Instead of them having a desire to be obedient. Having a desire to do what Yah says and cast out the adversary, she had more of a desire to eat fruit to be wise because the fruit was pleasing. And the adversary, when we don't take heed to the word of Yah, can change our perspective and have us living a lifestyle of sin that's affecting everyone and not just us. And that's what happened. But we have it, but what we, but for in this tent, our earthly body, we've grown with the desire to have around us the house from heaven that will be ours. And with this around us, we will not be found naked. We will not be ashamed. With this around us, we can now be innocent in the eyes of Yah. Why? Because of the Messiah's blood. Amen. So verse 9 says this, Therefore, whether at home or away from home, we try our, our utmost to please him for we must all appear before the Messiah's court of judgment where everyone will receive the good or bad consequences of what he did while in the body so it is for us so so it is, so it is with the fear of the lord before us that we try to persuade moreover god knows us who we really are and i hope that in your consciousness you too know who we really are. Know us as we really are. We are not We are not recommending ourselves to you again, but giving you a reason to be proud of us so that you will be able to answer those who boast about a person's appearance rather than the inequalities. If we are insane, it is for God's sake. And if we are sane, it is for your sake. For the Messiah's love has hold of us because we are convinced that one man died on behalf, behalf of all mankind, which implies that all mankind was already dead, and that he died on behalf of all, in order that those who should who live should not any longer live for themselves, but for the one who, on their behalf, died and was raised. So now, when you when you give up your own desire, you no longer live for you. Did you know that? That when you give up your own desire, when you give when you give up your own self interest, that you no longer live for you, your life is no longer your own. You deny your, you deny your own self interest, and you live for who? The Most High. You live for the Most High. Yes. Yeah. You live for hamashiach You know you, you know that people can't do that these days. People people get offended. Let, let, let me tell you about congregations. Since I passed one, small but powerful. People come to me and say, "Man, y'all sent me here." He told me to be here. We're going to be there for you. And then the next week they don't show up. Or if you rebuke them, correct them, they get offended, they leave. But the Most High told you to go. See, when the Most High sends you, or the Most High says, you know what? Go bless such and such. or Or go over there and serve in this capacity, in this ministry. Or go over there and help the homeless. Or go do this and that. We'll do that as long as the getting is good. We will do that as long as everything is hunky-dory Hunky-dory That means good, happy But as soon as trouble hit Or as soon as a trial comes Or as soon as something happens We don't like Or something said that we don't like The first thing we do is leave Get mad Separate Don't want to be apart All because it's, it's about us If y'all has called you to do something You don't leave because of the hardship. You don't leave because of, that's how you feel. You obey, period. Amen. See, in the garden, it don't matter how Eve saw that tree. It don't matter how wise that would be. The command was, don't eat the fruit. So I don't care what benefits you may gain or what kind of logical sense you want to try to have. If he gives you a word, you obey. But if you cannot deny your own self, then you live for your own sake and not for his sake. So you can't be hollering, I'ma live for you, I'll die for you, but but, but oh, it's conditional. Okay. So the love of Yah in your heart has to be unconditional. You can't love the world and love Yah. Right. You can't be on both sides of the fence. You can't straddle it. Come on, tell the truth. You can't be lukewarm, but you gotta either be hot or you gotta be cold. Mm-hmm. Yeshua says, you know, I'd rather have you hot or I'd rather have you cold, because if you're lukewarm, I'm gonna ting. Speech you out of mouth. Right. Because you become in taste. You become nasty. You become something that, mm, that's not good to his taste. So he reads himself of you. See, you have to learn how to deny your own self to follow him and be reconciled to y'all. Right. And you got to do it for the sake of others and not for yourself. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Verse 16 says, so from now on, we do not look at anyone from, anyone from a worldly viewpoint. Even if he once regarded the Messiah from a worldly viewpoint, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is united with Messiah, he is what? A new creation. And some bibles they say a new creature. The old has passed. And look, what has come is fresh and new. And my reason for reading that part right there, is this right here. It's to say that the, the, the old has passed, that means you no longer have to live your life according to your old nature. You no longer have to live your life the way you used to think. Paul says, "Paul says this right here." He says, "From verse sixteen, so from now on, we do not look at anyone from a worldly viewpoint. Even if we once regarded the Messiah from a worldly viewpoint, we do so no longer. Why? Because I'm no longer the same anymore. Right, right. I don't have that same mindset. I've got out of the world." Because all that's in the world is the desire of the old nature. The desire of, of, of my eyes and the pretensions of life or the power of life. And those things push me from Yah. And I can't love Yah and love the world. Amen. It's two different worlds. So Yeshua says this, for those who love the world, but say they're in Yah. He says it like this, Matthew 7, 21 Everybody says, Lord, Lord, will not enter into the kingdom. Why? But because only those who enter with is the ones who are going to do what my father in heaven wants. Right. Then he gives the example of of, of, of him who hears these sins of mine and do them is like to a wise man or a sensible man who built his house on a bedrock. See, when you follow your desires and deny your own self-interest, and you and, and you build your house on a solid foundation, then. Because you follow his word. And so when storms come, when trials occur, when life hits you, when life shows up and it gets rough around here, then you'll be able to stand. Because you're standing on that word, on his word, instead of on your own abilities. Mm-hmm. But when you hear his stance and you don't do him, you are likened to a foolish man or a stupid man. And a foolish man is one who despises wisdom and instruction. So when you so so when you don't want to take heed to his word and you follow your own ways, then you're like the man who built his house on the sand. Right. So when storms come, you can't stand. Your foundation is sacred. And we all know if we ever went to any kind of beach or came across any kind of sand that when water hits it and, and comes back, sand moves too. Mm-hmm. So no matter how solid, no matter how packed down you want to have it, as soon as it's hit with life, it moves and you begin to fall. Mm-hmm. And so we got to understand that we don't look at Messiah any longer from a worldly viewpoint or even each other from a worldly viewpoint. Because why? We knew in the Messiah. Verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is united with the Messiah, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Look, what has come is fresh and new. And it is all from who? God, who through the Messiah has reconciled us to himself and has given us. That work, the work of that reconciliation, which is which is that God in the Messiah was reconciling mankind to himself, not counting their sins against them, and entrusting to us that the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of the Messiah. In effect, God is making us his appeal through us. What we do is appeal on behalf of the Messiah. Be reconciled to God. God made this sinless man to be a sin offering on our behalf so that in union with him we might fully share in God's righteousness. Yeah. In the book of Romans it says that God righteous us. Yeah. That means he, he made us right. I know that don't sound like correct English but he did, he righteous you. That's what it say. That in the past, that, that's past just right that God made you righteous. He made you whole by you just simply accepting Yeshua HaMashiach and denying yourself. But you got to deny yourself, you got to rid yourself right. of your old nature. Yeah. He righteous you. Amen. He made you whole. It's all done through your obedience, through you walking according to his word and not contrary to his word. So, the, and the, so, And the question is, are you willing to give up what you think, how you feel, what you desire for Yah? Or are you willing to give up Yah? for what you think, how you feel, and what you desire. Are you the one that's gonna come and say, you know what, I, I ain't gonna kill. I'm not gonna steal. I'm not gonna murder. Well, okay, that's good. Well, I'll tell you what. Go sell everything you got. oh. Go sell everything that you got and come follow me. The young man walked away grieved. The young man was not willing to give it up. You know, if you're willing to give it up, you can have it all. But he was not willing to give it up. He had great riches. And he thought his riches was more than Hamashiach. And your riches on the earth, they perish. They don't last. What what, what, what did John just say? in, 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 In 1 John 2? Let's go back to it. What's in the world perishes. 1 John 2. Again. uh, uh, Verse 17. And the world is what? Passing away. Along with its desires. But whoever does God's will. Will do what? Remain forever. The young man didn't know if he was willing to give it all up. He could have it all back. Because it was not... No longer attached to his heart. Closer than the Messiah was. Mm-hmm. See we, see, a lot of us. Our desire is so close to us. That it blocks our view of Yah. Yeah. So when something is close to us. And Yah wants us, us to give it up. It's hard for us to give it up. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked the question this week. Do we love the most high? I asked my daughter that. Do we love most, the most high? Do we love. Do we, do, do we love. His prophets, when we listen to his prophets. And she said, she she said, she said, uh, she, said uh, she don't know. Because the thing is, that when the Most High comes to us through a prophet and tells us that, hey, y'all want you to give this up. He wants you to give that up. He wants you to let that go. The first thing that we do is walk away. Listen to this. Mark 10, we'll go to Romans in a minute. Mark, Mark 10, 17 says, He was setting out on a journey. A man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Yeshua said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud defraud under your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth up. Looking at him, Yeshua felt a love for him, and said to him, One thing you lack, go and sell your possession and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But these words he said, Sad. He He said, but at these words he was saddened, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. And Yeshua, looking around, said to his timidim, How hard is it for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of Yah? The disciples were amazed at his words. But Yeshua answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of Yah? It's easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle, For a rich man to enter into into the kingdom of God. They were even more astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Looking at them, Yeshua said, With people it is impossible, but with God for all things are possible. Because you know what? One thing about it, it may be it it, it may be hard for a camel to go to an albaned, from your perspective, but with enough patience. With enough perseverance. With enough pushing. With never giving up. It can be accomplished. Our thing is. We can't see what God says. When God, what God says. Does not line up with our plan. When it don't, when it, when it don't line up. With, our, with, with, with how we feel. Most of us are the seed of Abraham. Until the trial hit. You, do you know what truly. Makes you a seed of Abraham. Your faith. See, Abraham was a Hebrew before any Israelites came on the scene. Abraham was not an Israelite. He was the first Hebrew. Isaac was not an Israelite. He was the Hebrew. Israel, Jacob was the first one called Israel, and his sons are the twelve sons of Israel. But the word says that we are the seed of Abraham. Mm -hmm. So being Israel is not what makes you the seed of Abraham according to the scripture. What makes you a seed of Abraham is your trust. You can be you, you 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 can be a physical Israel by your DNA and still not be a seed of Abraham if you don't have faith. It's gonna be a whole lot of so called Hebrews, Israel, that's gonna to go to hell. They're gonna bust hell wide open because some of them don't believe in Hamashiach and some of them will not walk into the ways of Yah. You still have Israelites who commit idolatry. You still have Israelites who claim to be Muslim. Israelites who still eat unclean food. Israelites who don't know who they are yet, still on, on Christmas. And you have Israelites who know who they are and still do Christmas. So what makes you be a seed of Abraham? It's your faith. What, how do you obtain faith? From the word of Yah. And, and, and you show you have faith by being obedient to Yah's word. So what made Abraham be so much loved by Yah? Well, guess what? Abraham blessed Isaac, excuse me, Yah blessed Isaac based on Abraham's obedience. And see, see, Abraham was going to what he had been told. He did not allow his desire, how he felt, to get in the way of Yah's word. And so we're going to see that Abraham, when we can obey Yah's word in spite of the trials and the tests. When you read Romans 4, it said Abraham did not decide against Yah's promises through unbelief but was strong in his trust. He was fully persuaded the way Yah had promised he was able to do. What was the promise? The promise was that you're going to have a son by Sarah. Abraham was impotent. He he, he was no longer working anymore. There was nothing going on. Sarah was barren and her her womb was dead. Her womb was dead and she was well past the age of childbearing. And Abraham said, can Sarah? Can, can I have a son of my old age and can Sarah give birth at 90? And Abraham did not give in to Yah's promises to unbelief. He did not stagger. But against hope, he still believed in hope. And he kept persevering as he gave glory to Yah. He did not let his own desire or how he felt about Ishmael get in the way of the promise of Yah because he already had Ishmael. And we can see that he asked Yah, can Ishmael find favor in your sight? So he was satisfied with Ishmael. But Yah says no. And see the thing is, we got to be willing to give up our desire, give up our Ishmael, and follow Yah's word in spite of how we feel, in spite of what we think, in spite of what anybody else say, or in spite of anybody laughing at us, can we still do Yah's word or will we walk out of our own nature? How we feel about it. So now as as, 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 as it gets older, we see what Abraham, we see what, what, what Yah comes to Abraham and, 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 and tells him, give me your son, and he does that. He begins to walk in obedience and he was hanging on to what he had been told. And we see the end of the story is when, it's when, um, it's when um, uh, Abraham called him Jehovah Jireh or Yahweh Yireh or the, the Lord was see. But when you look at Genesis 26 and Isaac comes to, uh, excuse me, Yah comes to Isaac in 26 and 4, he tells Isaac this. He said, "I will make your descendants as numerous as the scars in the sky. I will give the, uh, all these lands to your descendants." And by your descendants, all the nations of the earth will blessed themselves. And all this is because Abraham, Abraham, Abraham heeded to what I said and what I told him to do. He allowed, he followed my commandments, my misvotes, my regulations, and my teachings. So, so your desires, if you follow Yah, can bless your family, Amen. can bless your descendants, can bless those around you. But when you walk away and you don't desire, it can be detrimental. We see the result of Adam and Adam and Eve. We see the result of the rich young ruler. But the thing about it is we got to latch on like a child to their mother. We got to latch on to the word of Yeshua HaMashiach the same way. That with Yah, all things are possible. Y'all ever seen a, a kid eat, latch on to his mother? He, they starve. And with Yah, all things are possible. Either they don't let go because they realize their source, their milk, especially as, as a newborn, is their lifeline. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we got to begin to hang on and we got to be able to know to follow y'all's, y'all's word and not our own desire, not our own self-interest, not how we feel. But we got to be willing to do what he commands. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So praise God for His words. This is part one. Uh, I don't know what happened to the to the camera. Hallelujah. But this is part one of the um, of the lesson. What is your desire? You gotta be able to ask yourself, What is your desire? What do you desire?